The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN. For a limited time, only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Groshaw with me today. Chase, uh, this is Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. We are recording a little bit early. So if, if you are listening to this, that means we did not make it in time to record a new episode for you lovely folks uh, after Vegas and Austin, Texas. And you will have to get our reactions of the Bachelor weekends on the next show, but... Nonetheless, it's going to be a good show. Chase, how you doing on this Wednesday? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm definitely very excited to get this vacay started. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit in the last show, but we're both going to have a ton of fun. I know we're both looking forward to it. Uh, just kind of get out of this bland Michigan weather, go down to a little more exciting culture, weather, adventure, you know, all, all that shit, you know. And there's going to be just such good food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. But, Chase, let's talk about it a little bit. Talk about um, what's exciting, what are you most looking forward to, everything like that. But first, I wanted to ask, are you staying in a hotel down in Vegas? Yep, at the MGM Resort. Okay, very nice. So, uh, obviously, I've never been down to Vegas or anything. Do you guys do any partying in the actual hotel rooms, or is it just parties everywhere? You don't even need to worry about that. Well, I mean, it, it really just depends. I mean, you can kind of do your own thing and it really depends where you go. So where we're staying, it's like it's new Vegas. Uh, it, it's a lot more up to date, a little more expensive. Uh, but there's also an old Vegas where it, it's the older casinos. It's, it's a lot cheaper. Like you can get rooms 50 bucks a night easily. Um, it's, it's a little more party ask down there. But where we are um, in, in the rooms, no, one, I mean, the rooms, you're just you're there to sleep and shower. It's really about all you do there. Whereas, you know, we. we at least on, I know we're doing it for Friday and Saturday. I don't think we're doing it for Thursday because most of us don't um, like fly in until Thursday. But Friday and Saturday, we get poolside cabanas. They're, you know, they're like three grand to rent. You get that uh, three grand. That was like an alcohol and food voucher. So you just get to spend up to that. Then anything you spend over, you just pay afterwards. So we do that on Friday and Saturday. Uh, one of the days we're going to this like really nice area where there's this private DJ and shit. 
so it'll, it'll be a bit of a party out there but in terms of like partying inside i mean no not really like there, there's nightclubs within the casino resort that you can go to um I, I won't be doing any of that when it comes to nighttime i will just be gambling my ass off right well i'm a little bit worried and i talked about this last night uh at the bonfire that we were at but we're gonna be at an airbnb the airbnb is an eight person airbnb i think we have 12 people only four beds so gonna be interesting also, on the listing, it says no parties. Well, it's a fucking bachelor party. Like, I'm, I'm a little confused. And now my family has me worried because they're like, oh, you're going to a bachelor party at an Airbnb? Don't get kicked out. That won't be fun. And I'm like, hell no, it won't be. But I do have to say, I'm still excited nonetheless. Uh, what time are you flying out to Vegas? Uh, so I can, I think our flight leaves at two twenty three Eastern time tomorrow. I think is what it is. Okay, and how how long of a flight is it? If I don't remember, last time it was about three hours, two and a half, three hours. So, uh, I mean, by by time the time change accounts, it'll, it'll only miss about an hour or so. Damn, that's not bad at all. Because Austin, Texas, is also three hours. I figured it'd be a little bit more out to Vegas. I mean, what was it to Mexico? Like five hours. Yeah, it was something like that. We we also had the layover. I don't think we flew. Do we fly straight through there or back at all? I really don't remember. I we flew straight through there, but my family we weren't on the same plane on the way back. My family we stopped in San Antonio, Texas, That's right. and had a layover there. Um, had one night of food. We got there at like I think five or six. Had to be up at five a.m. the next day to get on the next flight uh, back to Michigan. And so we had one dinner there. That's it. We didn't do like any exploring or anything, but that one dinner was one of the best dinners I've ever had. So to have a full weekend down in Austin, absolutely can't wait for the food. That's got to be the, the thing I'm most excited for. What are you most excited for when you're going down to Vegas? The craps table, baby. Oh, I love craps. It's such a fun game. If anybody's never played it, I, I highly recommend, you know, get down the casino and play it, learn it. It, it takes a little bit to learn, but once you kind of like get into it, it, it is also easy. It's a game that's a lot of fun because either the dealer wins or everybody else is winning too. So everyone's happy together. Everyone's sad together. You all share the same emotions and feelings. Uh, so it, it's just a really good time. You know, you can, you can make some good money. You can lose money too. Of course, it, you know, that is gambling for you, but I, I look very forward to doing that because I have not done that since I was last down in Vegas. So the last time you were down in Vegas, how much money did you lose? I finished the week on positive 100 bucks. Oh, uh, look at you. Yeah, I, so I actually walked away from one craps table, positive about 650 bucks, um, and then placed a few futures bets um, that none of them hit uh, at the, um, what's called sportsbook there. Played some other table games too. Uh, those didn't work out as well. So still finished plus 100 bucks on, on the weekend, so can't complain. Yeah, well, it's going to be a little toasty down there for you in Vegas. Um, I got lucky. It's not going to be as hot. But what did you say? It was going to be in the upper 90s, maybe even 100. I think like the like for like the highs, the lowest high that I saw while, while it would be there was 105. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Yeah, I, I, will, I will be out to the cabanas to get new drinks and, you know, have a few, eat some food. Then I will be going back inside and gambling. This will be a lot more gambling than the last time around. Absolutely. Well, that should be fun. Nonetheless, going to be excited to hear some stories from you. Going to be excited to tell some stories about uh, my little 
happening. They, okay, so you know how last night Chris said you should be worried about Tony and Cole if they're going to be there? Yeah. Found out they're both coming. Oh, so, there you so, go. Uh, little little worried about what's going to be happening there. So, But Chase, today for the episode, obviously it's going to be a little bit shorter. We are going to be looking at the last five NHL drafts. Going to be looking at the top five picks in each of those five NHL drafts. Going to be comparing the number ones, the twos, the threes, and so on. Picking who we think is the best player out of the ones, twos, and so on from the certain draft classes. So let's just go with number one. Um, let's get her underway. I, I don't think I did a very good job introducing it and telling you how it works. But for number one, we're looking at Alexi Lafreniere, obviously last year's draft. Jack Hughes, Rasmus Dahlin, Nico Hesher, and Austin Matthews. All of those guys, number one overall picks in the last five years. Who do you think's the best one, Chase? Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a tough one here, but I think I might have to lean Austin Matthews. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> um, Chase recommended this and I'm like, hey, it sounds really good to me, but I don't know if there's going to be much debate. We have some pretty similar opinions. Um, usually mine are a little bit better, but nonetheless nope. similar. Uh, so Austin Matthews, I agree there. I, I think this one is pretty easy. Uh, Darlene, he could be a very, very good generational defenseman, had a down year this year. Alexi Lafreniere, another player that has been talked about. Hey, this guy could be a franchise-changing player. And he, he kind of struggled during his rookie year, but he did pick it up a little bit towards the end. But come on, Austin Matthews, he is already that generational player. Led the league in goals this year. It's got to be him easily. Yeah, it's... I pretty much echo the same sentiments here. Um, you know, you might lean Jack Hughes as the number two guy, but I, like I might lean Rasmus Dahlin as my number two guy if I had to choose. So if we only did the last four years, I would say Dahlin, even though for the down year, uh, the first two years, there's just too many signs of great things to come. I think he bounces back in a really big way next year. So, um, you know, if it was only the last four years, I think it would be more of a topic of discussion. For sure. Well, Chase, moving on to number two, we've got Quentin Byfield, Capo Caco, Andre Svechnikov, uh, <laughs> Nolan Patrick, and Patrick Line. I almost forgot Nolan Patrick's name because um, saw Patrick comma Line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw Patrick comma Line, but also like Nolan Patrick. When you think about the player, like right now in the NHL, you don't necessarily think, yeah, this guy was definitely worth his top two selection. Yeah, you know, it's a little little bit of a sad story too because he keeps getting hurt, and I still think he's got talent and could be a pretty good NHLer. Well, we'll see if he can stay healthy and kind of turn that around. But based on this like list, these five, um, you know, th- there is a little more debate here. You could argue by a field. He hasn't had too much NHL action yet, but he's someone who's got a clear amount of talent. Kabakako showed some great skill, but I, it's got to be pretty easily Andre Sveshnikov at the end of the day for me. Really? You're going Sveshnikov? I am. Yeah, well, I'm going to agree. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if Line A continued his pace from his first two years, this would be definitely more of a competition. But Line A, um, he hasn't really been that elite goal scorer like we saw early on in his career um, over these past couple of seasons. So Svechnikov, he's definitely the guy for me. And seeing him against Tampa over the past two games and coming up in the future at least two games, possibly five games. Uh, he does worry me a lot because of how good of a player he is. 
Yeah, he, he definitely is one of the true great up-and-coming scorers, one of the better players in the NHL. Uh, he, he's going to go on and have a very good career and be like, heralded as one of the best scorers in league history. You know, not necessarily like Ovechkin level, but he's going to go down as one of those guys that are talked about as great goal scorers 100%. Well, speaking of Svechnikov and Ovechkin, uh, John Dahl, he told me that he was really sad when Washington got eliminated because all he wanted to see was Washington versus Carolina again because he wanted a round two between Svechnikov and Ovechkin. And he he is an Ovechkin fanboy a little bit, so he was laughing his ass off when Svechnikov got his wheels beaten off by Ovi. So um, interesting by John. I, I think we should try to keep the young kid safe and make sure he's got a long, promising career. Yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of kind of risque of John to say that there. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, moving on to the third overall picks, we've got Timmy Stutzla, Kirby Doc, Jesper Kakaniemi, Miro Heiskanen, and Pierre-Luc Dubois. I'm going to take this one first, if you don't mind. Go for it. I got to go Heiskanen. Now, yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Timmy. But Miro Heiskanen, already a top five defenseman in the league right now, in my opinion. So uh, you can even argue top three. So I, I'm going him, and it's it's pretty easy for me. Yeah, I I would say like it's easy for me, but it's probably tougher than um, it was for you still. Because uh, Shuzla is very close as my, as my number two here. Um, Heiskanen is a world-class defenseman and has already shown super high levels and can continue to get better. So he's kind of got to take the spot. But Tim Schutzla, I mean, it, it, you have to at least talk about him here because he really is a special player. He had a great rookie season. I mean, he flashed that he could be, you know, someone who is consistently a 70-plus point guy. And to, I mean, to get that on your team is a huge boost. So uh, there's definitely a little bit of discussion that needs to be had. But Heisman is both of our guys. Absolutely. Moving on to the fourth overall pick, you got Lucas Raymond, Bowen Byram, Brady Kachuk, Kale McCarr, and Jesper Puyarvi. No, is it Jesper? Yeah, Jesse. Jesse. One of you. Jesse. One, one yeah, you that's say. right. Jesse Puyarvi. Sorry, I. So many names here, and Puyarvi. Well, he really hasn't been in the NHL until this year because of all that all that stuff that was going on with him in Edmonton. So Chase, who is your number one out of this group? It's Kale McCarr. I mean, we're everyone's going to say Kale McCarr here. It just, I, there's really nothing else to say. He's arguably the best young defenseman in the league. And are you going with his teammate Bowen Byram as your number two, or are you thinking Brady Kachuk out of Ottawa? Honestly, it's kind of tough. What? Are you going Lucas Raymond on me? I honestly might. Uh, it's, it's, it's between Byram and Raymond. I think Brady Chuck is an awesome player. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Pugliar is nowhere in this conversation, but Lucas Raymond, he had a fantastic season in the Swedish league. I mean, he was arguably Sweden's best player in in the world championships. He is a very special hockey player. And, um, you know, I liked him a lot last year in the draft process. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's also kind of even exceeding my expectations thus far a little bit as a prospect. Uh, this Red Wings prospect pool is incredible. It's probably the best in the league. You think he's going to come in next year and he's going to be fighting for that, that rookie of the year spot like very easily. So it, it, it's definitely worth having that like conversation between him and Byram, uh, whichever one you want to go. I'm not going to like hate on you against, but I think it's got to be those two. OK, yeah, I'm going to go Byram uh, just because 
we've seen him perform tremendously this year in the NHL as rookie. Obviously, Raymond hasn't played any NHL games yet, but going to be excited to see him do that. But moving on to the fifth overall pick, the final pick we're going to look at. We've got Jake Sanderson, Alex Turcotte, Barrett Hayton. Uh, what's Pedersen's first name? Elias. Elias Pedersen and Ole Ulevi. Who are you taking? I think I go Ole Ulevi here. You know the stud defenseman. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so his his teammate Elias Pedersen is the dude. I mean, the rest of these names. Turcott still. You know, I, I like his upside, but I think he should like. I, I, it's, I don't want to say a young player should have played NHL games right now, but I also feel like with LA, he probably should have found a way to get in some games. Uh, Sanderson is obviously yet to have the opportunity, and he definitely made improvements this year. I still, like, looking back on him, he's not someone I would have taken that high in the draft as, as it is. So it's pretty easily Elias Patterson here. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Elias Patterson for sure. Uh, Alex Turcott would be my number two. Really still confused about the Barrett Hayden pick. And when you look at Ole Ulevi, I just think it's funny because that same draft, you had Mikhail Sergachev after him. You had Jacob Chikrin after him. And I'm sure there was other guys, too, that I'm just forgetting right now. So tough pick for uh, Vancouver there. Yeah, the Barrett Hayden pick. I remember when that happened, when I I heard like I heard before that pick happened, that's what it was going to be. I'm like, like, there's just no way it can't actually be when it happened. I was just dumbfounded. He was someone I he was I had a first round guy for me like at at the highest. I would have had no issue with him falling out of the first round because I think he's good. But like, it's like when like Curtis Lazar was drafted. Uh, they were like, they they knew he was going to be a third line type of forward. Like Barrett Hayden, like that's exactly what's me. He was no better than a middle six forward, and he's not even showing to be that right now. He's showing to be a pretty underwhelming player. Uh, it it was just a horrible horrible pick. I just could not believe that Arizona actually made that selection. Yeah, it was pretty wild but chase go ahead and click that link on the old google drive there that you put in there i do want to take a quick look at the top 10 prospects right now according to um this list is this by uh central scouting so i don't know even what this this is just a, a writer i was just looking through and i found this is like yeah, it's a decent list of names it was some writer from uh the new jersey devils actually but like i, I saw it and it was like you know these are names that i you know very well would could have in my top 10 Uh, So I figured I'd throw it in here. We could talk about it. For sure. And um, they do have a link in the article to the full list of Central Scouting's prospects. So that's why I assumed that this is what Central Scouting has. But I I do like seeing you've got obviously Owen Power, number one. But then when you look at the next couple of guys, Maddie Beniers projected two to four. Dylan Gunter. Two to five. Simone Edvinson, three to five. Lucas Hughes, three to six. Brant Clark, three to seven. Like, it just shows the just confusion, I guess. Not confusion, but just the the depth Disparity. of this group. Yeah, yeah. Wh- whatever you want to say. Um, there are so many players that could just be flip flopped in different positions. It all depends on the certain teams scouting. So, Chase, I want to ask you about your number one guy. Is it still Brant Clark? I remember. I think it was a month, maybe two months ago. You were you were very happy with Brant Clark. You enjoyed all of his performances he's had overseas and and World Juniors and everything. Is he still number one for you? So things have flip flopped a couple times. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Um, like I flip flop between Brant Clark and Owen Power. Those are my like main two number one guys, and I really like I could argue a third in, in that list, but those two guys are really my main ones. And 
I think I'm going to safely declare that Brent Clark is my number one guy. I think he probably has the highest upside of, of the defenseman in this class, maybe even of the forwards too. Is he ready for the NHL next year? I would probably say not. So is the team really going to take him first overall if he's not NHL ready? Who knows? The NHL is such a, you know, it's, it's so demanded that 18-year-old has to be ready to play right away. Like if if they don't play right away and whoever goes first overall this year, it would be the first time in like 20 years or some shit like that. It, it, it just, it happens all the time now it just it's so commonplace that it does because the teams usually need that pick so i think for that reason you know owen power will probably go first overall but like i would probably take brand clark and when was the last time we saw so many defensemen ranked in the the top six i mean we got four guys right now in the top six the only forwards being maddie Beneers and dylan gunther the defenseman owen power brant clark like you mentioned and then simone edvinson and luke hughes when was the last time we've saw we've seen this much defense at the top of a draft like honestly if i gotta go back and think about it, like it, it, it's hard to, to kind of imagine i mean it doesn't happen very often it's usually that number one center is is what's looked for early in the draft and there's some defensemen here and there too um, so it's it's really hard to just pull right off the top of my head, and uh, you know, unless I'm missing something completely obvious. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything either. I was I was pretty surprised seeing defensemen this high, so I thought I'd ask. But Chase, let's talk about the guys you think could have a day one impact. You mentioned a little bit earlier on. I don't know if it was this episode or the episode we just finished recording, but you said you think there's maybe two, maybe three players that can make an immediate impact. Uh, I would assume those would be coming from the top 10 picks. So what names here do you think could have a day one impact? So I think Owen Power will be a day one NHL player. I think that's kind of a given at this point. He's got the size. He's got the skills. He's taken a lot of strides this year. He's become a, a better player than even expected. So uh, I think he's he's pretty safely an NHL player this year and should end up being the number one overall pick, as I expect to happen. But honestly, there, there's two other guys that maybe might not be expected that I think could be. I mean, maybe even three. But so I'll mention um, Maddie Beaners real quick. I think he's just borderline there. If, if I were a team drafting uh, Maddie Beaners, I would probably sign him and play him in the American League for a season. Honestly, I think that that's right where he could go. You know, he could co- he could come from college and play there. No issue. I think that would help really help his development. Um, but two names that I think could end up surprising and playing the NHL right away. Uh, Mason McTavish. So he, he's a uh, Peterborough kid like for, like paid for Peterborough in the OHL. Uh, he's probably the best goal scorer in this draft class. Um, he's kind of like an awesome Matthews type of player, honestly. Uh, he, he's this good size center. Uh, he's got a, a lot of talent. He's just a pure goal scorer. He's someone that I, I really like the, the offensive upside of. He's grown a lot more on me over the year, too. Um, so I, I think he could come in, end up being, you know, like a bottom of the top 10 pick and then playing the natural right away. Then another name, he isn't on, on this top 10 list, but yes, for Walsh, if he goes to a team that is lacking uh, a goalie in any spot, whether it's a number one or a number two, I, I think he probably is NHL ready. He, he, he might benefit from playing a season in the American league or, or back in Sweden. But if you need him to play, I very well think he could play and not mess it up. And Mason McTavish, you said he's kind of a Austin Matthews type of player. Even went to Switzerland this year, played a little yeah. hockey over there. Um, pretty ironic. And then Jesper Wallstadt, Chase, where do you think he could go? Do you think he's a top ten pick? Is it a lock? I don't want. I don't want to call it a lock because it is a goaltender and goalies. Every team is so weird on drafting goalies still nowadays. But I could very well see the case that he should be the number one overall pick because in reality. He is the highest upside player in this draft class, and I don't think anybody comes close. He could easily become the best goalie in the world. 
Um, like he, he's got the tools. He's got the same tools that like you know Spencer Knight and Yaroslav Askarov have. You could argue he's a better prospect. I still think he's probably third uh, between those three guys, but very closely. I've seen some people say that he's number one in that list. So he should probably be the guy that, that goes first overall just based on the true upside. But knowing how the NHL is with goalies, I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I would safely bet he goes in the 8 to 12 range. I have to say it would be super cool to see Wallstead, Askarov, and Spencer Knight all playing next year. Obviously, we know Spencer Knight's going to be playing. Uh, will Askarov come over to Nashville? Who knows? UC Saros has played pretty well, but it would be cool to see him in Nashville. And then Wallstead, whoever he goes to, if they invest super high into him, maybe bring him over year one. So to see those three goalies all at the same time would be super fun to watch. But Chase, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we will be back next. Uh, what would it be next Thursday, right? Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So uh, on Thursday, we will let you know some awesome stories from the bachelor party weekend. We'll talk a little bit more about the draft stuff, what happened with the lottery. And of course, bring you some updates with our Tampa Bay lightning. So that's going to do it for the show. Chase, we'll let you outro it and we'll get out of here. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to check us out on Patreon, support us that way. We'd really appreciate it. Nothing required. Just another way to show your support and get some exclusive content. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, it's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. No matter at follow WMP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That way you're getting your Tampa talk, your hockey talk, your football talk, everything you need. Make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, and don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.